1: Exploring faith and the future. Neil Johnson and Bible teacher, Dr.
0: Camille Majdali. We're back talking families again today and really talking about some of the alternative trends in family life. And we started yesterday talking about de facto families. What, Camille, do you think are the reasons why people are moving into de facto families more and more?
1: Well, ironically, the first reason. People become de facto is because they don't want to marry. But they want the benefits of marriage, which means easy access to sex, sharing both household responsibilities, sharing income, and of course, if things don't work out, they think they can make a quick getaway from that unlocked back door. That is one reason why people enter into such a relationship. They want the privileges and the perks but without the responsibilities and commitment. But there's another aspect, and that is they move in together because it's really what you call a trial marriage or try before you buy. Perhaps they've been married before and they're a bit leery of getting hurt again. Or they've never been married, but they've seen too much tragedy all around. So therefore, let's just take it slow. Let's see if we get on. Let's live together together. And then, if it works out, we will marry. That is actually the second mindset. So, do you see, it's paradoxical. One is because they don't want to marry. Or the other reason for entering into de facto relationship is because they do want to marry.
0: And, of course, Christians who make a judgment on what might be right or wrong when it comes to this issue are often seen to be dictating or lecturing about what might be right or wrong people don't like to be told what to do. And when it comes to these issues of relationships, perhaps we are more inclined to do what we think is right in our own eyes. But doing what's right in our own eyes may not necessarily be good for us for a future.
1: I can tell you now, biblically speaking, not just one book in the Bible, but many instances, doing what is right in our own eyes can be a one-way ticket to disaster. It tells us in Proverbs... Twice, there is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Or the book of Judges, the very last verse in Judges is there was no king in Israel. Every man did what was right in his own eyes. In other words, to use our modern day hackneyed phrase, everyone did their own thing. Is there a problem with that? Well, just read the book of Judges. You have absolute mayhem and murder and strife and division and debauchery for that precise reason that everyone did what was right in their own eyes. It was moral anarchy back then. And I dare say that if we keep pursuing what is right in our own eyes, we will have even more moral anarchy than we had in the time of Judges.
0: So, Camille, for people who are caught up in what might be something that appears right, appears good, and even feels good, what do you say to them when you say, this is a right way to look at marriage and the relationship you have before you marry, and there is a wrong way? How do you actually
1: broach that topic sensitively with people? Ultimately, we have to appeal to people's sense, do you want to ensure your future? Because a solid marriage is the best thing you can do for that future, apart from, of course, knowing and walking with the Lord. That is number one. But if people want to gamble with their futures, then do some alternatives. And I'm afraid you'll see it'll be a very bad harvest. Faith